The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything that you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. I've been so pumped to take a couple of friends with our road bikes to some of the trails nearby, and now I can bring the entire crew, my dog, and all of our gear with that third row. Learn more about the new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. The NBA season is almost here, so it is time to preview that season. We will start today talking about teams that will start out by tanking, ones that will surprise, and later on, ones that will contend. It's Victor and Scoot, Hoop for Scoot time. Good Lord, I love hoops. I am going to be here all day, every day, breaking this down for the Heat Checkers. Also, as a special bonus... I am going to be featured, part of this will be featured on a roundtable preview of the NBA season on the Locked On Basketball Network, available wherever you get your podcasts, along with the YouTube Ultimate Pro Basketball Preview 2022 on the Odyssey app. So, fun stuff here. Can't wait to do it. Let's drop that beat. With the NBA season two weeks away, what I thought that I would do is break down the upcoming season in a different way, looking at groups of teams from tankers to contenders to everyone in between. There's going to be six groups of five teams, each covering every NBA team, starting with contending to tanking. First and foremost, the big question on everyone, everyone's mind is who should be the title favorite? going into the NBA season. And what other teams might be a contender? The odds right now sit like this. Boston Celtics plus 500, Golden State plus 600, Milwaukee Bucks plus 650, Brooklyn Nets plus 700, LA Clippers plus 700. I hate to say this, I really do. It's Golden State and that's pretty much it for me. Like it's not close. Like Steph for some reason, it's almost like no matter what happens, age just doesn't affect him. Every single year, it feels like he's more and more unstoppable. And, like, all those defensive issues that he had, gone now. He's a, a real deal defensive player. Clay, I don't really care about all of this drama that has surrounded him about that mental block, about that scrimmage that he got injured in. That was three years ago. I can't imagine that this is something that really is going to be an issue going forward, moving uh, in the long term. 
And and then on top of just the core, like this is one of the best cores in the NBA, but also if not the best, I think they've got the best young group as well, right? It's actually disgusting. They've got not only just Poole, Wiggins, Looney, but they've got Wiseman. Wiseman, if he can stay healthy, I mean, that's been an issue for a long time now. But you've got Moses Moody, who is an absolute beast in the summer league. If Kaminga can get his head right, I know maturity's been an issue for him. Uh, and then the biggest factor for me on top of that is is Patrick Baldwin Jr., this is a kid, if he would have gone to Duke, Golden State would have had no chance to have gotten them, right? So long, athletic, he shoots the three really well. I don't think he's going to get a ton of run right away, but I think he's one of those guys that you see in, in the postseason really becoming a factor. Uh, and then another a, a sneaky piece for me that could step in for Gary Payton II is going to be Dante DiVincenzo. Very athletic, a very bouncy 6'4 player. He can do all the same things that, that Gary Payton could do. And I really like him in the system. He's already won a title. He's, he's got that championship DNA. And on top of Golden State, I think you have to really say L.A. Clippers and the Milwaukee Bucks, they're the only teams that I think really can match up with Golden State, obviously with Giannis. As long as Middleton's healthy, I think that this team from the East is the best. And, you know, the Clippers are probably the deepest team in the NBA with Kawhi, Paul George, if Paul George has that mentality that we want him to take another step. But on top of that, they've got Norm Powell. They've got, you know, Robert Covington. They've got just a plethora of riches, right? Batum, Reggie Jackson, and the addition of John Wall. If John Wall is healthy, oh, my God, this team could be scary. Maybe the most fascinating team on this list is the Brooklyn Nets, who have the fourth best odds to win the title. What do I think? of the Nets' chances. Also, probably sounds a little differently than, than normally on Heat Check, these little answers. Um, just know how to keep it a little more professional. No cuss words, a little bit more um, knowing my audience, shall we say. Man, this team is so confusing. I don't really know if anyone knows what to make of them, right? GMs around the league don't know what to make of them. So you can tell that this team is going to be a conundrum for everyone moving forward. But this is probably the most amount of depth that the Nets have had since KD and Kyrie got there, since they gutted their team when they got rid of all those guys to get James Harden, which obviously was a terrible issue, right? But they actually have guys. They have dudes. We make fun of Steve Nash and his rotations all the time, but he didn't have a lot to work with either, right? And now he has dudes that he can incorporate in the rotation during important moments, right? You've got TJ Warren, who was an absolute bucket in the bubble. Is he going to be healthy? I have no idea. Could he be really dangerous if he is healthy? Yeah. Has he been on ice because he didn't want to be in Indiana and Indiana didn't want to break him? I don't know. Like, But he averaged tw almost 27 points per game, six rebounds, two and a half assists in this, those 10 games in the bubble. He's capable of being very, very valuable. The biggest thing is Ben Simmons, of course. What is his role going to be, right, within the Nets organization? He said, you know, they've planned to, to basically use him on the ball, right? He's going to have the ball in his hands a lot in the half-court sets. He's not going to probably have it long. He's going to be able to pass a ton. Very quick passer. Very underrated passer, right? And has in insane court vision. Has the ability to cut off the ball after the pass. I can't even believe that I'm giving Ben Simmons this much shine. But how he's going to be used in this net system, I think, has a lot of potential, right? He's going to be able to bring the ball up under pressure effectively. That opens things up for Kyrie and KD as well in order to be able to make shots. That makes Nick Claxton a real deal lob threat as well. The question is also, like, how does Ben Simmons stay healthy and engaged? Things look very good in the short sample size that we have. But we know Ben Simmons, when the lights get bright, tend to you know dim his own light right defensively the nets are a mess 
I don't know what they're going to be able to do. It's all about will for them. They have a bunch of guys that can defend. Kyrie can. KD can. Ben obviously can. So will they try to turn that on a little bit too late? Or are they going to be able to really put their mentality in and gel defensively, be able to rotate and help for one another? Optimism level, though, very high. Very high. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Moving on to teams that are seeking revenge this year. Phoenix Suns, Denver Nuggets, Miami Heat, Philadelphia 76ers, and the Dallas Mavericks. All playoff teams last year who feel like their seasons were ended prematurely, and they were. Which of these five teams do I think have the most to overcome in order to get to the finals? What team do I think is really in here for revenge? Well, I think there's a couple, right? I think number one, you can't count Miami out. It's always very ugly watching Miami in the postseason, even during the regular season, right? But they've been in the mix now multiple years in a row where they've got that pedigree. They always add these guys that you've never heard of before. Somehow these undrafted players turn into key rotation guys that end up either able to get money on the heat or able to get money somewhere else. They lost P.J. Tucker, and you think to yourself, well, they didn't really add anyone else. And then... You look and see, dig a little deeper. Darius Days, baby, out of LSU. He could be very interesting. One of Jerry West's favorite young players. He goes undrafted. If Kyle Lowry ends up being himself, which he wasn't really all last year, if you know he is, I think that's a matchup problem. Are they good enough to beat a healthy Bucks team? No, of course not. Almost no one is. But look what happened last year. Sometimes your imaginary matchup never ends up happening, right? And then in the West, I think... Denver is one of those teams that's being slept on, right? It's really easy to forget how close Denver ended up playing Golden State. Jokic was carrying the load. Three out of the five games were very tight. Even game two, halftime very tight, right? Jokic was making it a sweat. And then you add back in Jamal Murray, who's a bubble god. Like He went down to an ACL injury. I think he's going to be really good. Obviously, Michael Porter Jr. coming back from injury, probably even more important. Very versatile two-way wing. He can shoot the leather off the ball if they get him in the mix and he's healthy. That really helps. You add Christian Braun and Peyton Watson. Super, super intriguing with Bruce Brown, with KCP. I think this team's really interesting. I think they're going to be a matchup problem. And on top of that, you've got Jokic, who's you know one of the best, if not the best, centers in the world. Lots of things have to go right for each of these teams to make a deep run. What are they? Oh boy, I tell you what. First and foremost, let's talk about the Suns. The Suns are one of those teams that could really be derailed by locker room issues, right? Like they got to get rid of that drama. They have to shake that off. Aiton either needs to be moved in January to a place that he wants to go, or there needs to be a peace treaty with the teammates. CP3 grinds his guys down to dust. Like, I think that's annoying to his teammates. That needs to be fixed. Aiton has to be a very consistent force, I think. Cam Johnson needs to be better on defense now that he's a starter and has alienated Jay Crowder to the point where he's not even showing up, right? You need to be that guy that ends up pushing Jay Crowder out. You need to deserve that. CP3, of course, it's an issue. 
He's never healthy when it comes down to it, right? I know that there was COVID concerns, but on top of that, CP3 hasn't been healthy. Multiple playoffs. And, and Booker needs to be an MVP. He just needs to have that type of a season. And Monty Williams, I can't forget about him. He needs to be better at making in-game adjustments in order for them to go back to the finals again. Uh, in terms of Philly, Philly's a very intriguing team. James and Embiid, though, I think the number one thing for them is that they have to become one person. Like, the number one thing that Doc Rivers has said is that, James, you need to figure out when to be aggressive, when to end up feeding Embiid, and when to facilitate to your other teammates and get them involved, right? And if James can be some meshing between Houston James and Brooklyn James, and that balance is really right, I think that they could be very dangerous, and they need to figure out a way to to become a better rebounding team. They were one of the worst in the NBA at that, and that's why they got P.J. Tucker. I think that should help. And then Dallas, let's be honest, they're not contending this year. They need to acquire someone. That's just what it is. Like, you can't just lose Jalen Brunson and not pick anybody up. Sorry, Christian Wood, you're a nice piece, but I don't think that's going to be enough. And do you trust Spencer Dinwiddie to put up 41 if Luka's on the bench with an ankle injury? Hell no! Can I say hell no? Hell no! I do not trust Spencer Dinwiddie to be the guy. I've seen him in Washington right here in the DMV. I've seen him in Brooklyn. Like, it's just not. It's just not for me. And then, you know, JaVale McGee, Christian Wood, nice piece. They're going to need to be the best versions of themselves, right? Get easy buckets. Prediction, to me, they fall very far in the standings. Potentially a play-in team. Really disappointing. And, you know, I think they do need to add another piece in order to really contend. <laughs>